0: Hey, everybody. uh, Blake with Marvel.com here, and we have some more special guests on the program today. Uh, This time we speak with uh, Taylor Schilling and Pat Healy from the new film uh, Take Me. Um, You probably know Taylor from uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, Pat was in this wonderful film called Cheap Thrills. He also has a very, very brief role in Captain America's Civil War. Uh, He has a scene with... um, Robert Redford, so uh, make sure to check that out the next time you've seen it. A couple notes about Take Me. uh, It is coming out May 5th uh, digitally and in theaters. Um, We talked to Taylor and Pat about that film. Uh, Taylor talks about how she wants to be a superhero, um, and much more, so stay tuned. Pat, you are a Marvel family, a little bit. A little bit, yes. Two, you were in two minutes of Captain America or something
1: like That's that. That's right, <laughs> yeah. It's the Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The Russos said, hey, you want to come work with Robert Redford for a day? I said, sure. <laughs> I obliged them. They're my
0: friends. Well, we're here, we're here for Take Me. You mentioned, I didn't know this was your first feature film directing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that experience a little bit.
1: Uh, well, I made a couple shorts many years ago, and then I, I didn't know how to write, and so I sort of had to teach myself how to write, and... Uh, had a good career as a writer for about ten years, and then, uh, but n- nothing, you know, that anybody was going to finance. It was, it was all bigger stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, Mike Macowski. I worked with him on a short film, and he gave me this script that he had written for me, and I was like, "Oh, I should direct this." I didn't think about directing something I hadn't written before, and I think get this done for for, you know, not too much money, and gave it to Jay uh, Duplass and. Um, Jay and Mark put me in touch with Taylor, and and here we are.
0: And and Taylor, you're, for me, you'll always be known as like the star that started Netflix, kind star. of. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, Orange Is the New Black. The was face the that thing. launched a network. Right. You got to get that a lot, right? No, sir. Oh. I've
2: never actually heard that from somebody outside of my immediate family. Uh, well, so. I'm saying it <laughs> as well. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know if I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on such a great show.
0: Um. So what? Uh. What made this script? be something that you wanted to do
2: well i think that anna really uh knows what she wants and it felt like a nice antidote to sort of the wide-eyed and confused piper chapman that i've been playing Mm -hmm. for a while and i just find that sort of that's what i'm attracted to is something that kind of hits hits me in a different direction um, the past couple of years. So that's been really, it was really fun. And I, fe- I felt very sad and really, and really um, like, I could feel a lot of comedy coming from the depth of the hurt from mm-hmm. both of these people. So, And that's, that's what's really fun to me. Um, and so it felt like a really solid playpen to play in.
0: And your character, like, goes through so many different types of, like, emotions, like, so quickly. Yeah. It's so, cu- and organically, too. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of a compliment than a question, but, like, mm-hmm. where there's a question in there I don't know. Do you want se. me to be
2: in, your, in the Marvel movies? Yeah, please, what? Should I be in a Marvel movie? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what superhero would you have?
2: I don't think you can ask me that question, because I have never actually, <laughs> I don't even know. I Ant respect man that. <laughs> Ant-Man? What's the one that Ryan Reynolds just did? Uh, Deadpool. Is that Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be mean Deadpool. I'd be the female version. <laughs> Deadpool.
0: All right, you heard it here first. All right, um, Pat. Too. I want to mention, like, how many people are asking you about the wig? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. What's your stock answer to that? Well,
1: I mean, it wasn't in the script. It just it came out of a conversation because I wanted to have funny hair in the movie. <laughs> it was like the first thing I thought of. The character is a little, a little bit dopey, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. And then I was gonna wear a wig. And then um, I mean the short version of it is, is that I was going to wear a wig and pretend like it was, you know, my hair. But then I decided to, you know, g- write that into it since it was about actors and performing and role playing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem that we ran into was like when we first started to show it to people, which are mostly like people are independent filmmakers, they all just thought that we had like a, a crappy like hair budget or something. <laughs> they didn't realize that like, you know, it, it, they could laugh at it. They thought mm-hmm. that, you know, I was trying to convince people that I had a lush, beautiful head of hair, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. But, um, yeah, just that's kind of how I saw it. And this, this woman, uh, Stacy Schneiderman, who has worked a lot on Broadway and is out in Hollywood now, and she just studied just wig making at, at, at Juilliard. She's amazing. And we just had lots of conversations about different things and ideas and influences and things. And then uh, she... You know what i like to do with all the people that i work with on my team is just give them a lot of ideas and then they are good at what they do and they'll come up with something that i never would have thought of and i never really fully tried it on the way that she had it styled and all that stuff until the first day we shot mm. i never really fully
0: saw it until that day and i put it on and i was like okay i,
1: I know <laughs> what i'm doing now
0: oh um, also what struck me from the film too is like you know, with all the escape the rooms around and stuff like oh, yeah. this feels like this is the next logical step to that, because none of this seems like it won't happen in the that's near future. That's very much like what the writer is interested yeah. in. That's what brought him to this.
1: No, I thought so too. I thought it was a cool, made-up job, you know, but he, yeah, that's where it came from. He loves all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: I know we only got a couple more minutes left, but any, any... Oh, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that as well?
2: Um, escape the Room? Yeah. I Have you ever done those? Very, no, I think it's a very apt observation.
0: Mm. What kind of, did you do any like research, or did you just strict just with the, the script and then? Um, I
2: uh, I was interested in because the dynamic felt very similar to me to that of S and M without mm. the sex. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like a do, like being dominated,
1: mm.
2: being dominated, and also being dominant. So I kind of played around with that and looked into that a little bit with Mm those, you know, kind of very loosely. But I think also I really thought of her as an addict. I really thought of her as somebody who needed, this is how she kind of got her fix Mm -hmm. emotionally.
0: Did you see it was, could he, his character have been an addict in some respect as well?
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean I think everybody's addicted to something That's fair. so I yeah. mean yeah but I think that she yeah but she that specific recipe of being dominated then dominating and winning and knowing knowing the game inside and out from the very beginning mm-hmm. gave her a particular sense of Belonging, insecurity—that she can't, she couldn't achieve in any other aspect of her life. So it's essentially a very lonely woman.
0: Mm-hmm. She's very alone. Um, I, what also struck me too is this, to me personally, could be a play as well.
1: Well, it's interesting because it's like a play within a play. Yeah. Like I, th- I completely agree with her that they're both like really sad, broken people. But the comedy comes out of the idea that they're both working from a script. It just happens to be a different different scripts like they're both they're in a movie together or a play together mm-hmm. but they're in different plays and they don't know that right and he is sort of like she's like Meryl Streep and he's like you know Scott Bale. he's like wow <laughs> like she's really good and like he doesn't know what it throws him further you know and he, and he but also draws him in more um and I just thought that was interesting. I hadn't kind of seen that before.
0: Mm. And yeah, you know, I mean, I've interviewed you a couple of times. You always like, always gravitate towards like the weird, awesome indie stuff. Yeah. Why is that?
1: I don't know. Cause I'm weird. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I, 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 like to work. So you know, it sometimes means if I want to play, uh, you know, bigger roles, it means doing smaller things because I'm, I'm I'm not yet you know in that place where I'm you know financeable in the bigger roles and the bigger movies, but uh, I, I just have always liked these, you know, sort of odd cult movies. And there, were, there was a series of these movies when I was a teenager that were like screwball comedies and noirs fit together. I thought this <clears throat> movie was both of those. The Screwball Noirs, uh, Something Wild, the Jonathan Demi movie. Mm-hmm. was uh, After Hours, the Squish Easy movie. And um, uh, the other one was uh, Into the Night, the John Landis movie. And they were like, you know a uh, you know alluring a woman um, usually a blonde uh, you know pulls some schlub you know down a rabbit hole and um, it has you know darkness and noir and it has you know elements of screwball comedy to it too so I hadn't seen that uh, in a long time and I really love those kinds of movies and was just trying to find a new way to put those things together and I guess it worked out
0: okay. That's great. And I wanted to ask, too, I don't want to put Pat under the bus or over no, the please. water. Well, how was Pat as a director? Under the bus under, or over the yeah. water?
2: <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that from now own. All right, I'm, please. Sorry, I don't want to put you over the water. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good time. I think it's a challenging position to be in, to direct and act at the same time, and I've never worked with anybody who was doing that. And um, I think that it was nice because we both had our – we both had specific ideas of what we were doing and then we were on our own tracks and that felt really liberating Mm -hmm.
0: and obviously a lot of uh fans of yours from the show and other things are going to uh go see the film just for you being in it what would you say to that to get people to come see this?
2: i would say that it's really funny and i think that that part of the the i think that that's a really fun part of the experience and i also just i mean i feel I feel like humbled that anyone would ever see something cuz they and it, it's exciting. I think it's a it's a new it's very different than Piper. It's very mm-hmm. different than what I've been doing. So um, for me personally it just feeds me. It's exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just guess once again it's a wonderful film guys. You did great great job directing. Thank you. The whole shabazz. Um, last thing anything else you want to promote? I know season 5 yeah, Orange.
2: season five is coming out on June 9th mm-hmm. on Netflix, which will be fun. And I just, finished, I just finished a movie in Atlanta that will be coming out in about a year that I'm really excited about called oh. Family.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And Pat, anything?
1: Uh, Small Crimes, which I did with Evan Katz, uh, who did Cheap Thrills, mm. uh, is coming to Netflix for April 28th. And I'm going to do this movie, The Burning Woman, that Jake Scott... Um, uh, is directing with CNM Miller and uh, Christina Hendricks and Aaron Paul. And then I'm doing this, the biggest movie of my career, but I can't tell you what it is, but it's huge, <laughs> and it's coming soon. And uh, you'll know, all know about it soon enough. But awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys. This is great. I'm
1: not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> Marvel understands that.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. I uh, just want to give a thanks to, obviously, Taylor and Pat for their time. I want to thank Shipra over at Brigade Marketing for setting everything up. Uh, Once again, Take Me comes out May 5th digitally and in theaters. Um, Thanks again. This is Marvel, your universe.